0: Coach, it was a struggle from the start. That second half, though, got out of control. Can you pinpoint what took place and what the problem was? Yeah, no, we, we got our butts whipped. That was not even close. We just beat ourselves. Well, I had a lot of mistakes on my behalf. It sucks. Losing
1: sucks, and uh, we gotta we gotta get over yeah, that. I mean, it's
2: frustrating when you know it, you know, watching film that you're the better team and you don't come up with a win. Oh, I hate losing, I really do. We had a chance, and uh, we gotta learn from it, make an adjustment, look at the film, and uh, get better. And it stings, um,
3: but trying to tell the guys in there, you know, this is this is life. It can't define you. I've never known a man work the salt who deep down in his heart didn't appreciate the grind, the discipline, but the win. is the eternal warrior podcast helping young people in their quest for self-mastery sharing stories from the battlefront in the war against satan and
2: pornography mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what's a father's song what's a good like dad like daddy
3: i was gonna say the cats in the cradle song but it's not a good father song it's mm. that's about an absentee father which is not what we're about
2: here that is the opposite is there an opposite that song
3: there is a john denver song called matthew that i really enjoy mm where it's about plowing fields with your dad <laughs> riding on my daddy's shoulders behind the mule beneath the sun
2: that's the one it's a good one that's the one i was uh, thinking of
3: it's not the best i'm going to ruminate on that and we'll we'll come up with a better dad song but yeah. happy father's day y'all happy father's day we're so lucky to be releasing this episode and we've got some awesome guests that we're going to get to here in just a moment but before we do we've had some really cool um emails that have been written to us so we we gotta we gotta shout out the the fan base or the i don't know the, the real warriors out there um we had a, a really cool experience going up to, to tj's group that was a lot of fun um with the Syracuse group. <laughs> Thanks for having us out there, guys. We love you.
2: I shout them out on Maurice's episode.
3: Mm-hmm. Gavin hit us up and told us a really awesome story. Thank you for reaching out and good luck in your recovery and success. Um, Derek gave us a couple of great uh, podcast ideas that we're going to look into, and and Jacob, thanks for, for or yeah, Jacob. Yeah, okay. So some of you guys have last names that are also first names, and so it's like. I'm going to just pick one and roll with it. But you guys are awesome. Thank you so, so much for, for reaching out. And if at any time during today's episode or if you're listening to any of our other content and you feel like, hey, you know what? I need a little bit of extra help and you're not sure where to go. Go to LifeChangingServices.org or you can hit us up on at Podcast at LifeChangingServices.org. Um, also, leave us a review
2: leave us a review five stars
3: i was going to ask how
2: many stars should they give i would i would recommend five five i've i've noticed that when i leave a five star review i feel better i feel more whole i feel energized
3: and you should so click <laughs> click on that most right star and then give us a little bit of a review okay so now so, yeah
2: we've got some we've got some awesome we do
3: Yes. And there's there's not a better guy to have on your team than our man Cody Haas. And here's a brief message from him. Hello Eternal Warrior Podcast fans. Cody Haas here. So
0: grateful for spending Wes being mentors to so many. If you're listening to this, you may be going through some unexpected pain. I have spent a couple of decades helping people overcome such hardship and would love to be of service to you. From a 10-minute free chat to a full assessment, you can call 385-519-6089 to set that up. That's 385-519-6089. Whatever it is, you're amazing.
2: And of course, you got this. Cody Haas, thank you for that message. Thank you for your sponsorship. Thank you for your goodness. And uh, seriously, take him up on his... Uh, on his invitation, reach out to him if you need a little extra help. So now I think it's time. I think it's time that we introduce some fathers. The time is nigh. Are these our fathers? I think in a way,
3: because (laughs) if someone were to ask me, Wes, who's your daddy? I'd have to say Robin Lloyd. (laughs) These guys, they, they own me. They're the man.
2: Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy, Wes? (laughs) Who Robin did. Lloyd, Robin Robin Lloyd. Lloyd. <laughs> no, today, everybody, all of you listening, Robin Lloyd are not our fathers, unfortunately, but biologically, they, biologically <laughs> but, uh, if, if asked who's your daddy, we would say Robin Lloyd, but it, <laughs> these are other individuals, fathers. Uh, they are they are uh, fathers to children. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we brought them on.
3: By way of introduction, Rob
2: and Lloyd reached out to
3: us to be featured on their podcast, the Fathers Who Fight podcast. And we had such an awesome conversation with them that we wanted to to return the favor and, and feature them here on the Eternal Warrior podcast. But Rob and Lloyd have, have children that have been in the fight and have so much to offer by ways of how to do this the right way, how to foster strong relationships with your dad. And um, yeah, like Rob, I, I want to, let's start with you and, and tell us a little bit about Fathers Who Fight and and how you got involved that way.
0: Well, if you're asking about Fathers Who Fight, probably Lloyd's the one to, to tell, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Lloyd started Fathers Who Fight uh, several, what, three years ago, Lloyd, three and a half years ago, something like that? Yeah, maybe even four now. Yeah. So uh I jumped in the game. It was weekly meetings on Zoom and I jumped in the game uh, when when we were having um issues with our sons having um problems with pornography and things and wanted to know how to get help for my sons. And so I started coming to the meetings every month and and then uh, a little, well, a little over a year ago, Lloyd uh, wanted to revamp things and, and he said, and he, you know, I had been, I guess by default, cause I'd been there the most, goes, Rob, <laughs> can I, can I get your help? But uh, yeah, so we, we started talking and, and so we decided, Hey, let's, uh, let's do a podcast. So that's how we got started doing the podcast. And, and now the meetings are no more. We're, that's, that's all we do. They're just podcasts. So. Love that. <laughs> but. It, but yeah, I, I I honor Lloyd for for his willingness to take that on from the beginning and and be a resource to fathers because and maybe we'll talk about this, but for sometimes it's hard for for fathers to to talk about it to admit they messed up, quote unquote messed up. Um, but uh, so so it was great. It was great for me to be able to to come in and and learn how to help my boys.
2: So cool. Rob, would you say it's accurate then that Lloyd is the father of fathers who fight? When people ask me, who's my daddy? I say Lloyd. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Love it. Yeah. Lloyd, maybe give us a little more uh, context and background to the uh, program itself. and Now the podcast.
1: It was actually Karen Broadhead's um, brainchild. She's the Parent Support Specialist at Life Changing Services. Um, she pioneered helping parents to help their kids. And um, obviously mothers were her specialty. And um, we'd work with her, me and my wife, um, alongside with her at different events and stuff. You know, we'd go host a booth at the... Whatever. And anyway, so we'd got to know each other through meetings and things. And, and she says, Lloyd, well, I want to do something for fathers and you're the guy who needs to do it. And it's like, well, <laughs> no pressure. Okay.
3: <laughs> well, so why am tired? I not surprised? <laughs> why am I not surprised to hear Karen Broadhead being the puppet master there. I love that.
1: (laughs) She is, she's incredible. And so she, um, so we started out, um, just having zoom meetings and, uh, whoever would show up, would talk about whatever they wanted to talk about. And, um, it, we ran it that way for, uh, probably two and a half years. And, um, had some good success, had some interesting experiences. And um, one thing I was discovering was that um, people would show up uh, in desperate need of help, and they, then we wouldn't see them again. And so I thought, well, what can we do to make it available when they need it? So when somebody's hungry for it, they can just go find it well, from listening to you guys' podcast and talking to Rob, I was like, well, let's do a podcast. And so it's like, okay. So we started the podcast and we ran both of them side by side, the Zoom meetings and the um, podcast for a while. And But the podcasts were having so much success and Zoom meetings were kind of flatlining. So we just carried on with the podcast and,
3: Love that, and and help our listeners understand. A lot of our audience are are young people who are kind of in and out of of recovery, trying to to get something or trying to listen to something throughout the week that helps sustain some recovery and and give them warrior chemistry when needed. Um, I, I feel like we kind of deal with those that are in program and and trying to overcome an addiction themselves, mostly on our podcast, who's the target audience that you guys find it fathers who fight Uh, who would like, what, what's kind of the, I guess the, the type of content shared just to give our listeners a little bit of a heads up.
1: Well, when we started the podcast, we didn't want it to be specifically about, um, helping fathers with kids in a program. We wanted to, um, Not, yes, we absolutely want to address that, and we try to include something in every single episode that would help a father who has someone in the program. But we've tried to make it just plain good father information on what it means to be a good father, what it means to do your best. Um, Secretly, I call this Lloyd's Learning. Because I (laughs) teach things that I'm learning and trying to implement in my life. And um, hopefully it's good information that all fathers can use to help them.
0: Our mission statement or tagline is fathers banding together to strengthen one another in following Jesus Christ and resisting the enemy of our souls by living eternal warrior principles. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just, yeah, like you said, it's not just helping fathers uh, with sons or, or children in addiction. It's it's how we can be better fathers. I mean, I think the world needs better fathers. And so hopefully we're able to put a little drop in the bucket of, of helping yep. them figure out how to do that.
3: Rob, it's interesting you say that because I, I'm kind of a masculine psychology junkie. Like I read a lot of books about like male coming of age and, and men's development and stuff, just cause it's so fascinating to me. And because I believe that the role of a father is one of Satan's greatest targets right now, for sure. and so much of of what we see in terms of you know the gospel centered family being under attack is at the root of it is minimizing and necessitizing the role the need for a father. Yep. and um yeah, there's. I just appreciate so much what you're doing because it's so needed in, in our society today. Um, Lloyd, you, uh, you, you guys both have sons that have come through the program, but Lloyd, your, your son has been featured on the podcast a little bit here. Why don't you tell us about, about who your son is?
1: My son is the incredible, amazing Brighton. He's uh, not only is he uh, labeled a rock star by people, um, clinicians and stuff he's worked with, but he's um, been a personal warrior trainer. He's been a life coach. He's um, uh, done so many amazing things. He's learned the principles and applied them so well. I think he's such an incredible hero. He's what inspired me to learn these principles and learn how to be a better father is by applying eternal warrior principles is seeing the man he was becoming. And I didn't want to get left behind. Awesome.
2: (laughs) Yeah. He, he is something else. Lloyd, you, uh, you definitely are the right person to talk about being a good father. If you are able to, to raise someone like Brighton, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. I mean that he's the perfect person. You're the perfect person for that.
3: One, one yeah. thing that I really respect about Brighton and just in the the short little bit that I've gotten to know you, Lloyd, I know, I know that it's, you know, the apple does not fall far from the tree and that this is something you exhibit as well as his insatiable thirst for knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, like Brighton wants to learn everything about something and then understand why, why that is the way it is. Um, if you haven't listened to the episodes where we've had Brighton on, where he talks about border patrols earlier in this season, and then I believe it was in season two when he spoke about the chemical scale.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: His knowledge, not in the breadth of the material that we covered, but the depth thereof is, it's astounding to me. And he's, he's like, if, if you need a personal warrior trainer, get Brighton. Get, like if you want to win if you don't want to risk not winning get Brighton on your team like I, I can't endorse him highly enough in terms of someone who knows what's going on chemically in your brain but also who can bring the fire and get you get you in a place mentally just by talking to him for a couple seconds to to really win your battles
1: And the cool thing that? about that is he's because I know him so well, it's not just knowledge. It's wisdom and experience. He lives it. He literally lives every ounce of what he teaches. And it's, it's amazing to
2: watch. I love it. Yes. So cool. I love that differentiation Lloyd there between knowledge and wisdom. He does. He lives it. I am would be curious now from obviously, we've kind of stated it for you, but having sons that have gone through the Sons of Helaman program, what was it like the first time that someone that your son came and told you that they had viewed pornography or that pornography was a problem? Cause I think a lot of our listeners maybe haven't told their dad yet. Haven't told their mom. Um, what was that like from a father's perspective and, um, and then in tandem with that any recommendation for fathers as they uh they receive that type of of uh information maybe let's start with you rob well for us it was it was a a shock i guess um
0: because when our son told us he said that he had had a problem for years and and we had no idea he had, he had, you know, talked to the bishop and things like that. But but aside from one incident when he was young and and told us about something he saw on the screen of his iPod touch, we, we had no idea. And so it was, uh, there's the feeling of, um, you know, like, well, what could we have done? How could we have been more aware? You know, you're probably going to go through all that kind of stuff, but that's kind of a a dead road to go down. Um, but as far as how we handled it and, and the advice I would give to fathers on how to do that, it's gotta be nothing but love. I mean, and, and I feel like we, we really did handle it well when it comes to that, you know, it wasn't like, Oh my goodness, what did you do? You know, nothing like that. And if there are, uh, sons listening, who are afraid that their dad might do that? I can't promise they're not going to. Uh, every every father different, but my guess is uh, chances are better than not that they'll that they'll respond with love, and um, and so we just w- w- once we figure it out, it's like okay, what do we need to do? How do we need to get him help? What where where do we go from here? Because um, yeah, like I said, going down the road of where did we go wrong, it is it, not really helpful.
2: Mm-hmm really good call out rob i i think that's very very wise lloyd anything you would add to that from your experience um i
1: was pretty clueless on one hand um brighton is our third son and we experienced stuff with our older two different stuff but it wasn't shocking. It wasn't, um, you know. I th- I think we did good at responding, but on the other hand, both my wife and I were um, pretty clueless. Our first response. I mean, we didn't. Brighton didn't come to us till he was like twelve or thirteen. But he had been exposed at eight or even a little earlier and had been fighting it by on his own as a young kid that whole time, which is just brutal. And when he did say something to us, we gave the typical response. We didn't know any better. Well, you need to pray harder. You need to (laughs) I think I even quoted President Packard when he talked about, well, you you need to sing a hymn and, you know, and chase the darkness away with light and things like that. When not saying those aren't good, but for someone who's under this big of attack by this big of an enemy, it's not enough. And, and we didn't know. Um, so, at, you know, at 12, 13, um, that's what. We offered him, you know, and then he didn't say any more for a couple of years. And then he came back and I got a problem. I need your help. I need some help. So we reached out. We got uh, a therapist. and They had him do the 12-step stuff. And it wasn't enough. It wasn't working. And finally, he um, was 15 so and um my wife heard about sons of Helman and just told him hey we got something new for you to try and <laughs> signed him up And away way we went so that's what i did now that i have some knowledge and experience um with one of my other kids uh, we had a recent experience found out some stuff that no parent ever wishes to hear about their child that's we it's kind of funny i was scared both my wife and i were really scared how do we respond to this because our child didn't come to us directly we found it out through a third party And uh, so we didn't dare say anything until we talked to the therapist and made sure we handled it correctly. And our therapist was on vacation. (laughs) Wasn't going (laughs) to be in town for a week. And But the amazing thing is, is this child and Heavenly Father holy ghost worked it out and they did the right thing no it's recovery and all the other things that go along with it aren't done but they took the big step and that just makes me so happy as a father that they listen
3: thanks for sharing that you guys i i have a follow-up question Lloyd, your, your experience was so poignant and interesting. And I, I wanted to ask you just that last bit where you're talking about while the, our therapist was was gone. I want to ask you about the the level of trust that you need to have in your Heavenly Father to help them or to help your, your child make the right decision. Um, you both exhibited, you know, or Lloyd, you. You uh, you told me a lot of things that you like did for your sons in terms of, of helping them, but you didn't do things for them. Like like you, you were able to provide an opportunity for Brighton to engage in recovery. But I want to learn about how providing an opportunity and being a supporter is different than actually doing recovery for them or feeling like you have to. Sorry, does that does that make sense? Can yes, you, can it absolutely you does.
1: I, I get where you're going because we've lived it. Um, it's hard for moms and and it was for us. And when I've gone to parent meetings and all the other things I've done over the years, I see these moms are so hurting and afraid and having been there and now in a different place, it's like, it's okay. Okay. God's there for them. They were his child first. And he has a plan. Our Savior has a plan to rescue everyone who will just cooperate. (laughs) That, um, it's amazing. And, you know, it's, Like, there's the boogeyman in front of a person, and I'm trying to say, don't be afraid. (laughs) Oh, yeah, they're going to be afraid. There's all this stuff to be afraid of. But on the other hand, having been there, uh, uh, when they talk about, when moms ask me questions like this, I try to explain to them, that these are skills, it's, it's not like, recovery is not like changing your print cartridge. You pull the old one out, you stick a new one in, and it's all better. It, it's skills, it's things that need to be learned and practiced. And um, it took Brighton, uh, I don't remember the exact numbers, it was close to two years when the minimum amount you can do is 12 weeks, you know. and um, But after the fact, he has told us, and it was so moving when he said it, he says, if it wouldn't have taken me so long, I wouldn't have learned all the skills I need to overcome the enemy in all the different situations I found myself in. It was critical that I learned those skills. And so it was important that it took the time. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that, first of all, God and our Savior have your son. They desperately love them more than you can. And they're there for them. They're there for them in ways that we don't see. They know. they. If God can trust your son can win this battle, can't you? Can't I trust that God knows what he's doing and has a plan for my son to overcome an addiction? Absolutely. I absolutely mm-hmm. believe that if God in all his greatness and wisdom allows my son to go through this, then I know that it's going to be okay.
2: I love that. <laughs> and that, I mean, Lloyd, that's so powerful because it reminds me of my my mom's response um, of, on many occasion where she would say things like, I, I don't know how you're going to beat this thing,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but I know you will. And I know that God knows how you're going to beat this thing. Yeah. And he, and she continued to put trust in God and bear her testimony of that to me. Right. Uh-huh. And I think that you just stated that perfectly as you, you voice to your children, the Heavenly Father's got your back
1: mm-hmm.
2: and he will not let you fail. And you put that trust and confidence in him in front of your children. Oh, man, so powerful.
3: I love that. I love how you inspire your kids to action. It doesn't really matter. Which direction? I think one thing that a lot of today's youth struggle with is, well, I don't want to do the wrong thing or I don't want to screw up recovery. Not not possible. As long as you're starting something uh-huh. like the Lord's going to direct your footsteps and you'll be OK. But you, you've you got to put that car in drive. Otherwise, Satan's winning and he's, he's keeping you in that holding pattern of, of indecisiveness. Rob, I wanted to see if you had anything else to add around boundaries for your kids recovery. Like what, what could you intervene on? And what did you need them to take ownership of?
0: Well, it's not something that we could force them to do. Um, You know, it was, it was always their choice. I mean, we were, we were there to, to support them along the way. Um, Wow. That's, that's a good question. You know, this is kind of hard to admit because for me, the Holy Ghost doesn't work uh, a lot of times as far as giving me a warning, but I had an experience where, where he did and I ignored it and uh, there was one time where our son was talking to us and we, we were in our bedroom in our bed and he came into our room and was talking to us and I don't even remember what we were talking about but the impression was so clear he's going to lose battle and it, that happened and it was I don't know the conversation kept going and and I forgot and so I, I didn't take steps that night to do whatever I could to protect him. I couldn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't say, Hey, let me have your phone or whatever. Um, and sure enough, next morning he admitted to me, he had lost a battle. And so even though we can't force them to do anything they don't want to do, and even though it has to be their journey, we need to make sure that we're sensitive to the Holy ghost. And when those promptings comes, when those promptings come, don't ignore them and, and just do everything you can to, to be supportive and, and love them along the way. And if, you know, if they do lose a battle, like, like I said earlier, you can't, you can't shame them. You can't be harsh. It's gotta be like, all right, well, today's a new day. And today you're going to win, you know, uh, I don't know if that answers your question, but that, no, we, that experience sticks out to me.
1: I think no, it the doesn't. Holy ghost is, is really critical. Um, I think all the, uh, I wasn't perfect, but every good thing I did was inspiration by the Holy ghost. For example, one day I, I noticed Brighton was struggling. He was having a hard time. Uh so I says, race you to the flagpole and I took off out the front door and what teenage son is gonna let his dad win. <laughs> so we ran down the street and up to the church where the flagpole was. And um and that became a thing after that, that we'd race each other to the flagpole. Another time, um Brighton had uh, he'd gone so far he, he had like 11 weeks or something, and he got sniped, and he had a lost battle. And, and he took it so hard. And I just says, Brighton, you know how to fight. Get up. Let's fight. And he's like, what do you mean, Dad? What do you mean? And I held out my hands. I says, you know how to punch? You took in martial arts. Punch my hands. And he's, no, dad, no, dad, leave me alone. And I says, no, get up. You know how to fight? Let's fight. Let's do this. Use your body. Let's fight. And so I just held my hands out. I didn't have the mitts and stuff that they use the the studio, but um, <laughs> he finally did. He got up and started punching, and he didn't tell me. You know, till years later, he says, "Dad, that's that's what I needed at that moment. I needed somebody to help me get up off the floor and the fight." So, while we can't fight for them, there are things we can do to help them fight their battles. Yeah,
3: I, I love both of those examples. And Rob, your your experience reminds me of so many little interventions that I've had from people on my recovery team where i know I'm heading down about, uh, you know, I can feel my brain chemistry going and I'm, I'm, you know, maybe just lazily on technology, which is breeding grounds for lost battle. And my mom will call me or Spencer text me not to even ask about, Hey, are you going to lose a battle? It's just like happenstance. Yeah. And so it's, of course, it's not happenstance. It's God intervene, <laughs> yeah. but Rob, with your experience, I I, I know you, like you're going to internalize that as like I lost that battle for my son. Like he still takes the ownership of his actions, right? That doesn't mean that we can't help and intervene the way Lloyd did with with Brighton. But I think like we've got to you know let blame fall where it lies <laughs> or not blame, but I think ownership responsibility. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. responsibility yeah. for sure. Um, but in like fashion, how many times have you maybe not even been heavily handed, you know, the spirit whispered to you, hey, give, give your son a call or, or shoot him a text or just ask him what's up. How many times have you just done that in your normal life and you have no idea the intervention mm-hmm. that it, it caused? And I think that's kind of awesome about how God orchestrates these things of that things happen. We really have no idea the extent of who's involved and, and the like, just the, the incredible, impeccable timing that happens. Cause we know better than anybody that brain chemistry can, can go in five minutes, if that, mm. right? You can, you can head down a path to a lost battle. And I mean, let's not time it, but it can be quick, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and just the, the ability to just, just try and be involved with with people's lives because you have never, you have no idea like the effect that you can have in certain situations. Cause I've seen it. Mm. Definitely seen it.
2: Agreed. Yeah. And Lloyd, just to your experience too, just the invitation, right. Is probably the one thing that I uh, so valiant that you did just invite him mm-hmm. to, to act continue to invite I think that um, resonates really well because isn't that what the Savior continues to do he's not going to ever yep. force us to act he's he's just going to invite yep. come unto me right uh, repent uh, he's going to have these action invitation words but at the end of the day you know our, our children your children they've got to make their own their, their own choices and um, I would be curious something that we talk about a lot on the podcast is the enemy, right? Is who the real enemy is here. That it is Satan and not your children and not you, right? As a father. I would be curious what are the what are the lies that Satan tries on our fathers? What are some of the lies that you've seen uh, in your own fights and in your own battles um, and, and as it relates to your children's um, battles with pornography and masturbation?
0: For me personally, <laughs> it, a big one is, man, you're so dumb. You know, you you keep making the same mistake over and over again. Why are you so dumb? why are you so stupid? And that one got me for a long time. And, and yeah, I wouldn't say it's totally gone, but I know when I, when I feel it, I know where it's coming from. And (laughs) so I, I know how to handle it a little bit better. Um, so that's a big one for me. Uh, sorry, what were you gonna say?
2: yeah no that that's huge but i love that you identified now you can recognize who where the source is right versus gosh i am a dumb father i don't know what i'm doing i'm the worst and acknowledging that that's that's satan's influence right
0: yeah yeah you're never gonna get it right yeah
2: exactly yeah lloyd what about you i know
0: they're pretty similar um
1: you're not good enough You can't do this. There's no way you can win. You're not a good example. Never get it right. Uh,
3: So I want to take those those two examples and ask you guys: How would you do and notice it, name it, flip it, find it for yourself as a father with those with those lies? What would you do?
0: I I think for me, it's. (sighs) <sighs> well, it's, I mean, it's easy enough to just say, because I know who the enemy is, okay, this, this is not coming from a good place. This is Satan. And so, um, to flip it, I, I just, I focus on, on the savior and recognize that he is, yes, I have a lot of shortcomings, no doubt about it, not the perfect father by any stretch of the imagination and probably never will be. But with the savior's help, I can do better than I've done in the past and I can change quicker than I have in the past. And so if I can focus on the savior, then I, I just to, to find it, it's just a matter of, um, not making sure I don't get down on myself and, and be like okay um because because of the savior i'm I'm gonna be able to accomplish this, and so i I continue to move forward um,
3: yeah, I love that shades of of Moroni ten right, yea, come unto Christ and be perfected in him, mm, yeah, you know, like, yeah, I'm not perfect dad, I ain't gonna be, but we all have a perfect heavenly Father." And his son, Jesus, has, has sacrificed for all of us that we don't have to be. But, yeah, we strive to do our best, but that's all that's required. And I'm doing that. I love that example, Rob. Thank you.
1: Mine is to, uh, yeah, first of all, you got to recognize where it's coming from. Like said, um, And so that's the notice it, uh is that um, recognize where it's coming from this is a negative thought is where I usually go and part of that for me is that if I allow myself to dwell on this like I've done many, many, many times before my chemicals are, I don't, Absolutely, don't want to go there. So, I've got to put myself in a good place. And so, I start with um, changing, you know, okay, let's think about something else. So, um, uh, it doesn't matter what. Usually, it's some project that I have. (laughs) I have a wood shop that I love. And so I start thinking about building something in the woodshop, or you know something to turn it around. And I usually um, part of it is so what that I'm not good. That's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay Mm -hmm. that I'm not good enough. I can at least try. I can at least do this much and you know trying to me is an important topic because i get what yoda meant when he says, you know, there is no try, there's do or not do, or what, however it was, he said, it. I get his point. But try not, do or do not. There is no there try. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Frank Oz is in the studio. <laughs> that was awesome, Rob. But for for me, If you're trying to do, if you're attempting to do something you've never done before, you have no idea how to do it, but because you're a warrior and you're not going to give up, you're going to put forth effort and you're not, and you're going to keep putting forth effort until you succeed. I don't know of a better word than try. And so that's what I'm going to do. I may fail. I may fail a thousand times, But I'm not going to give in because I don't want what Satan has to offer. He's a scumbag. His promises are hollow. There's nothing there I want. I want what God has, and I'm going to keep trying until I get it.
3: I love that so much. I mean, that's what Alma would tell us in Alma 32, experiment, upon my word. Yeah. If you can no more than desire to believe, let that desire work in you. That's all that's required. It really is. Is do we want to be better? And are we willing to try something new? What? I love that. That's like, that's the only qualifier for the atonement to ransom us is do we want to be better? And are we willing to try? That's all that we have to do.
1: We just (sighs) got to reach out to our savior. And, and like Paul said, Paul says that, um in uh, I think it's Corinthians where um, that Christ takes our weakness and makes it perfect through his perfection, not ours. And yeah, just what you said Wes, it's it's his grace, his perfection. We just have to reach out and try. <sighs>
2: That's so, so good. And I'm, I'm really glad that we talked about this, Rob and Lloyd, because I think that, um, I asked that question with the intention, with this exact intention, which was to, to know for every, all of our listeners out there that your mom and dad, as awesome as they are, they're not perfect. Mm. And that's okay guess what they've got their own fights too that's all right and that it become a team effort that it become a a, and a a more maybe more approachable of like oh my dad also struggles well let's struggle together let's figure this out together right and i think that that's so empowering um and just to just to nail again, Lloyd, what you said there. I just, I so much agree that as we, um, yeah, as we allow the savior's perfection to cover our many, many inadequacies, we're just so full of, of love for him, for one another. And we're so much more accepting of our own faults and, and um, whether that's individually or as a father I just I, I absolutely agree with that it's beautiful
3: there, there's something so sacred and so special about fighting together not like in our imperfections yeah. that when you guys can connect with your sons or your daughters um, and letting them know where you're, where your limitations are what you're good at and what you're not good at There's so much love that is afforded us when our, when our children are able to see like, Holy cow, my dad, who I always thought was perfect, isn't. And, and yet he's still the man he is. Yeah. Holy smokes. Like doesn't that make him that much more lovable and respectable because he's not perfect. It's all of a sudden, his mortality has made it possible for me where I am so acutely aware of my own flaws and shortcomings that someone who has flaws and shortcomings of their own to attain such a level of character and, and testimony in their own life. I can do that. Yeah. All of a sudden there's no dismissal of, well, yeah, but you know, dad's perfect or whatever. No dad's dad. And he's dad for a reason. He didn't get there overnight He grits and grinds and he fights for every inch that he has. He defends our home as his castle. There's nothing that he wouldn't do or hasn't done for my siblings and for my mom. And when you guys can... Dads out there and and listeners, like, when you're able to see that, when when the rose-colored glasses come off a little bit and we realize, holy cow dad's not perfect. Or we let our kids see, yeah, dad's not perfect. That is such a sacred experience and moment for the spirit to testify of the patriarchy in your home and the priesthood power that your dad wields. Um, that's, oh, that's just amazing. You guys are awesome. Awesome examples of that. Thank you. When you talk
1: about fighting together with your son, it just remind me of a couple stories. Um, with Brighton, I used to keep my manpower calendar uh, next to the fridge, uh, next to his, you know, and him being the stunning stud that he is, you know, I'd be losing battles. You know, one of my goals was to um, not say anything negative And uh, I fought with that one for so long. <laughs> I still at times fight with that one but you know he'd be having a perfect score and dad wouldn't <laughs> you know and there was um, we've had um most of our children have been through eternal lawyers and stuff and one of my other sons he used to call me out all the time he doesn't live at home as much anymore he's at college but he said dad you're level two and I'd have to say, yeah, I am. I better <laughs> do something about that, you know. And so it it became a family battle, and and uh, it's a strength to awesome. support each other in our battles. It, it is.
3: You guys can't see this, but Lloyd just just had like a a fourteen year old girl level eye roll <laughs> <laughs> when he was trying to. <laughs> When he was, you know, reminiscing about being called out.
2: Dad, you're level two. Dad, you're level two.
3: (laughs) It was awesome.
2: You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Mm -hmm. Um, Unless there are any other thoughts, we do need to ask one final question to each of you. Um, And that is, why do you guys fight? so let's start uh, let's start with you, Rob why do you fight and why won't you give up?
0: I fight because I still have plenty of the natural man in me, and I want to rid him out of my life and I want to f- learn how to be submissive, meek, humble, patient, and full of love. I fight because I Want to live my life with integrity. I want to persevere and overcome anything and and I want to have some fun along the way. But it, going back to what I said earlier, I, I fight because i if if God has a message for me, I want to live my life so that I do not miss anything that he has to tell me uh, because I I, I want to be able to turn my life over to him and, and do what he wants me to do. And I fight because if I were to ask my wife every day to marry me again, I want that answer to be yes every single day.
2: That is awesome, Rob. Great, great reasons. Uh, Lloyd, how about you? Why do you fight? Why won't you give up? Well, let me answer why I don't give up first. Um,
1: like I mentioned just a minute ago, Satan's a scumbag. He he's a raunchy guy, and he doesn't offer anything that's real. I'm not going to give into that. I'm not going to fall. I'm not going there. I fight because I want to follow my Savior. I fight because I want to be at peace when I finally meet him someday, face to face. I fight because I want his grace and mercy to save me because I'm not good enough about it. But with him, I can be enough. I fight because I need the Holy Ghost now. I don't need it. Well, I do, but in 10 years or when I die or whenever, I need it now. I need to be my best self now. I I need that intuition, that revelation that only comes from the Holy Ghost because I don't want to keep making the same stupid mistakes. And the only way I'm going to overcome is with the Holy Ghost. And so I fight for that now. I fight because my wife deserves a hero. She deserves someone, a warrior, who will stand up and fight for her, who will take the hard hits and be there to defend her and protect her and cherish her. I fight to be that guy. I fight to be at peace in her presence that I have nothing to hide, nothing to be ashamed nothing if she opens up my phone or any of my accounts uh, i won't be embarrassed nothing to be afraid of i fight to be a good father to lead to preside provide and protect my family i fight to to do god's work to help save souls and point people to Christ, because that is the best for any of us. I fight so someday I can fall down at the feet of my Savior and bathe His feet with my tears. I'll say, Lloyd, did good, did good enough. I fight because of that is choose to choose to be.
2: Choose to be. We have just been
3: taught, Edu- educated. Yeah. This is a masterclass in fatherhood and being a man, <laughs> Rob Lloyd. Thank you so much for this conversation and for, for having us on your podcast and, and being so willing to come on ours. Um, if you guys want to reach out to Rob and Lloyd, you can get in touch with them at fathers who fight at life changing services. org. Um, Tune into their program. They have incredible content where they share awesome stories and give great tips on, on how to be a better man, how to be a better father. And if, if you guys couldn't feel the warrior chemistry coming off of Robin Lloyd, these guys spend a lot of time in the warrior chemistry lab, and I'm I'm better for it, just spending time with them. Thank you so much again. and And for all of you out there, guys, you can do this. There's nothing special about any of us on this podcast here tonight. In fact, I'd say the most special or unique thing about Rob and Lloyd is their consistency and their dedication, which we are all more than capable of. Mm -hmm. Um, If you need a little bit of extra help, please reach out to us at podcast at services.org. If you want to share your story, if you've got an idea for an episode, if you just want to say, hey, we want to hear from you guys, but go out there and... And kick Satan in the teeth today. Go out there and win. And I don't want you to barely win. I want you to run up the score. I yeah. want you to yeah. embarrass your opponent today.
2: And don't apologize. Don't yep. apologize. Don't say, oh, sorry, Satan. I'm I'm taking it hard on you today. No. no. <laughs> kick him. I love that. Kick him right no, in the teeth. This
3: is Alabama versus North Dakota a right. We're going <laughs> to... Like this is... The game is over before... The ball is kicked, but we're gonna play it anyway, yeah. just to flex and show what we can do. All right. Yeah, it's personal. It is personal, and take it take it as such.
2: Take it personal. Let's go win today. Love you guys. Love you
3: guys. Thank you. See you next time.